you so much for tuning in to The Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco, and today we're going to talk about four essentials to consider before purchasing a vacation home. So Matt, not everybody's lined up to buy a vacation home, but it is a hot topic right now. I saw a recent poll where 22% of the people surveyed said that they or someone they knew had made a move, bought a home, bought a vacation home during or as a result of the pandemic. You bought one yet? Nope, nope. I haven't bought a home yet. Uh, there's a lot of people I know here locally, though, that uh, have locked in these uh, low home prices because uh, money is so cheap. And my wife has a coworker, coworker's brother, I guess, who just bought a condo down in Florida because it was, quote unquote, so cheap. So interesting times for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got the itch, obviously, to travel and to get out and to enjoy some time away. And then you look kind of backwards, hindsight now, with uh, being forced to shelter in place. It would have been nice to do that in a vacation spot. So even just a regular vacation, Matt, takes a lot of planning and you have to consider a lot of logistics. You know, buying a vacation home even more so. And this is part of our process. One of the positive critical financial events that we help people plan for is purchasing a vacation home. You know, we're right here near the coast. A lot of people want beach houses and bay houses or have beach houses and bay houses. So it's part of their work optional aspirations. And so we've got four easy things for you to kind of walk through. And especially now with everything kind of feeling like this is the right move, these will help you make the most informed decisions. So I'm going to start first, Matt, and this sounds elementary, but but the first thing you should do is make a list of pros and cons. And of course, this is smart for any big purchase or any big decision. But even if you've made your mind up to buy a vacation home or you know that's on your radar, maybe you even got one picked out, this isn't to talk yourself out of it, but just give you the opportunity to explore the negatives and possibly minimize those things. So it's kind of the critical financial event conversation where we want to identify these risks, these landmines, these pitfalls. May also be able to bring to light these positive aspects that you haven't even considered. So some of the things that go on this list are how long will you live there during the year? How often will you visit if you're not going to live there permanently? And this can expose some opportunities maybe to rent this property out recoup some of your income or maybe even view it as an investment. But what goes along with that? There's a pros and cons list for renting your property versus not renting your property. And then you've got expenses, maintaining the vacation home, uh, HOA fees, condo association dues, whatever's going on there based on what you buy. It could be a substantial investment, not only of time, but also of your, your resources and your finances. And again, as with anything, Try to think out as far as possible, minimum two or three years. How do you see yourself visiting and enjoying this location two, three years from now? Maybe you're looking at retiring, becoming work optional. Maybe you're looking at kids growing up, moving on, or having kids, or having grandkids come into the picture. So all those things are going to be things in your life that make a change in the next two, three, five years. So you want to consider, you know, is this the right spot? How often will I use it? All those things. Well, Tommy, and one of the biggest cons I'm thinking of right now would be who's going to take care of it when you're not there. And that means cleaning, maintenance, pipes potentially burst all the time, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
And how are you going to know? So somebody's got to check on it. So then you're either checking on it yourself, but if it's not as local to you as you would like, maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple states away, there's always those big pitfalls that you have to consider. And kind of ties into my option, which is you have to build the budget that's going to support this vacation home is the first one. But the other big thing is you need to practice the budget. And so what do I mean by that? So let's say your vacation home costs $1,500 a month. You need to build a budget, number one, that supports that. But I would also suggest run that budget for a minimum of two months. See what it looks like without that extra $1,500. What comes up? What are the things that you forgot about? You know, we've talked about it on the budgeting podcast um, several years ago. It was like car tags come out of nowhere because you forget about it. Or uh, somebody has a medical bill because something came up out of nowhere. And now you're out of extra cash out of your pocket. So those are, I would say, a very big thing to consider is the budget. And then how does it play out when you're actually doing that? Now, if you have enough disposable income, that may not be an issue. But if you are trying to, as you had mentioned, Tommy, either rent it out or do some other things, definitely a place that you want to start first before making any decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to have that emergency fund for this aspect of your financial life, just like other things, because you're going to have those unexpected expenses, especially if you're renting this out, you know, damage or pipes bursting, like you mentioned, some of these things that kind of can come out of the blue and can be an unexpected expense. So you want to have that factored into the budget, build that emergency fund as part of that. And hey, the big picture here is you want this investment of your time and money and where it's at to be a benefit and blessing to your life and not a burden, something that costs you time or that you dread having to deal with or something like that. So keep all of that in mind as well. And speaking of the financial aspect, when you're getting ready to make this purchase, if you're not paying cash, you're going to obviously be seeking financing. And so one of the things that you want to consider around this is the second home, the vacation home. Uh, these can be kind of red flag things for lenders when they're providing financing. So you're maybe going to be required to have a more substantial down payment. And I'm, I'm saying think 25 to maybe 50% down payment to secure that second or third home. And then you're also possibly going to face a higher interest rate. So rates are low right now, as low as they've probably ever been. And they're going to be low for a long time, it seems. And so that's causing people to explore these types of options and to take action. But your primary home and that you know first mortgage, it's going to be a much more reasonable rate than that second or third vacation home. So... Hopefully this is something that you've been preparing for and you're just seizing an opportunity and you're, you're paying cash, you've been saving. But if not, and you're taking on some debt, there's obviously risk associated with that. And there's going to be some extra costs here too. Extra down payments, extra insurance, of course, that goes back to your budgeting thing. But then probably some higher interest rates too. So think about that as well. That's my third consideration. Yeah, and I think the third consideration ties directly into the fourth, Tommy. While money is cheap and people are buying houses, all that good stuff, it kind of comes back to that emergency fund we talked about. But 
The fourth would be how secure is your job with over, I think it's, I don't know what the number is now, probably 30 million plus of jobs being lost due to the pandemic, which at this time, there may or may not be an end in sight. Do people remain in lockdown? Do states start saying you can't travel to this other state? That's the big thing. So you also want to look at your job security. Obviously, you do want to have that emergency fund in case you do lose your job, as we've talked about prior. But not every industry is stable. So if you're aligned with a company that maybe has already done layoffs or workforce reduction or is in a industry that is susceptible to going down, now might be a bad time to purchase a home. Yeah, that's right, Matt. And even if you're already work optional, you have to consider other things that are outside of our control. Pandemic or no, we're always subject to the government and different ordinances and changes. So for example, there's a beach community here in Alabama, and they, within the past few years, had some changes to what rental types were allowed. So they went from having like long weekends or weekly rentals to requiring a minimum of monthly rentals. And that really impacted a lot of people. They maybe had paid cash for the home and part of their intentions were to be able to rent that property during slow seasons or peak seasons or whatever, depending on their availability. And then all of that is drastically changed in just a moment by new legislation, by government changes, you know, take the pandemic out of the picture, take the the job out of the picture and the income stability out of the picture. There's still always those risks to consider. And, and, you know, part of what's going on here, I think, is uh, an imbalanced perception of risk, right? There's risks in everything. So you do want to consider them, but there's always going to be a reason to uh, something that could happen foreseen or unforeseen that could totally wreck your plan. So what we're always talking about with critical financial events, including things like this, are just considering all those possibilities and planning for the ones that we know could impact you and that are likely or that will impact you, and then preparing for cushioning you against some of these outliers, things that could happen. So just keep that in mind. It's obviously always a bad decision when it's going to leverage you to make a purchase, right? No matter what that is, if you're overextending yourself just because it sounds right, looks right, feels right, or somebody else is doing it, then we all know that's bad. But even taking a step back when things are perfect and seem to be right, it's wise to consider all these. So you won't be surprised and you have made the proper preparations. So that's all I have, Matt. Anything else along these lines? Well, I would say if you're looking to buy a vacation home, probably the best place you can start is sparkofinancial.com resources. Go to the budgeting page and initially start there if you haven't built your budget. And from there, you'll get a little bit of clarity. And of course, if you need uh, somebody to act as a sounding board, uh, they know how to find you. Right, Tommy? Yeah, you nailed it, Matt. And in addition to that, if this is a serious consideration for you, one of our planning resources as part of our financial planning process is a checklist of issues to consider when purchasing a home. So if this is a real thing for you and you want that checklist, you can reach out to us there as well. And we'd be happy to send it over to you. Again, thanks for tuning in as always. And until next time, keep it essential.
And thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.